Let's get started. All right, so we welcome everybody to Kingdom Learning Space Weekly Online Bible Study. And it's just wonderful to have um, all of us on a call this evening as we seek to celebrate the Holy Communion and to pray together to reach out into the mind of God, his will, his design, his intent for us. Uh, this is one of the most powerful uh, rituals that the Lord has left with us. This will also be one of the powerful rituals that will be celebrated when all is said and done at the consummation of the, the, what the Bible describes as the marriage supper. It's um, something that we ought to understand and walk in. So I'm not teaching today. I want us to get into a conversation. I want us to throw our experiences, the dealings of the Lord with us individually into what is ongoing in this space just like we've been having the conversation before um, this formal uh, opening this evening. We want to bring our testimonies to bear. We want to talk about the body and the blood. So that is how come we, we're looking at corporate revelation of the communion. It's corporate revelation of, okay. It tells me corporate revelation of the communion. What is it that is buried in this for us? The Lord has instructed us in the book of John chapter six to eat his body and drink his blood. He was emphatic. The Jews, the Jews thought he was referring to um, physical eating of his body and drinking of his blood but he spoke of that bread of life that you eat and never will you hunger again. And that blood that you drink from and you never test again. He drew the comparison between what the fathers ate and fed them and that they still hunger and test. So we want to say thank God for this opportunity. And I'm sure you have your communion. If you do not have your communion, look for, look for a, 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 a glass of water, look for some biscuit, and let's do this together as I believe God is going to move on our behalf and intervene in our space. God bless you. So we want to just open this conversation. Um, there is no formula to it. We want to have a conversation. We want to talk about this. What will be this issue of the corporate revelation of the communion? It is about we corralling, um, gathering around the Holy Communion and sharing the part of our work in this space with one another. What would have discovered, what the Lord have revealed to us so that it will blow out to everyone's benefit. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. So in no particular way, who wants to jump into this? Who wants to share some thought? What is burning or what has been burning? It could be a question. You can throw it in about the communion. 
um, what has been burning in your heart about the issue of communion? Because I know these things come up every now and then. What is the Lord's impression? Kevin, um, you can take it up. I see your Thank microphone you. unmuted. Thank you, Mark. I, um, I'm thinking about this, and I'm thinking that when Jesus brought this revelation out, it, it, um, it actually caused people to leave him. This was is a mistake on my part. Oh no, no, no. Yes, this this appeal, this appeal to them, this invitation for the people to eat his body and drink of his blood cause men to walk away from him. So what this tells me is that this meal is highly revelational. I mean, unless we understand the mystery in this meal, unless we understand the, the strategy that God had in offering his own life, his own body, because um, Jesus is, sacrifice was highly unique because he was two things. He was the priest and the sacrifice. He was the priest and the sacrifice. And when you have these two dynamics, normally the priest would be different than the sacrifice. But here this priest offered his own life. And as a priest, he, he offered it. And as a sacrifice, he willingly gave it. And um, so it is the power and the revelation inside of the sacred meal, understanding that for me to take this meal, symbolic of Jesus's body broken and his, and his blood shed, when I put it in my system, I'm taking on everything that Jesus is. I'm, I'm taking on his sacrifice. I'm taking on his suffering. I'm taking on his power. I'm taking on his authority. All of this is inside of this sacrificial and revelational meal. So I'll start there. And um, yeah, I'll leave it right there for now. Wow, so um, that, is, that is a very powerful um, combination of or set of thoughts that Kelvin just um, threw in there. There's one thing as Kelvin was talking about talking, I wanted to mention. Um, it's important very often, you know, let me say this one first, then I come back to the, the other. Um, there is a very important space that we need to enter when we begin to look at the communion. Um, the communion is not just a cup full of some juice or some symbolic thing, water and, and all of that of the blood and a biscuit and a wafer and all of that. But this thing is essentially 
what holds and contains everything that God is. And I, I clearly heard Kevin um, uh, made mention of that. That the communion introduces us and connects us to the fullness of God. So just, I don't want to blow this out so much, but just want to mention two scriptures. Leviticus chapter 17, the verse 11. It says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. And I have given it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes atonement for your souls. So there are two things we see in this verse. One, the purpose and the giving of the blood, the issue of atonement, the cancellation of sin, the paying for, um, the standing in for me, and um, all the mistakes and all the sinfulness that um, I would have indulged in. Um, this provision takes care of that which is gone, that which is now, and that which is tomorrow. Though it doesn't grant the license to sin, it is clearly a divine and offered provision that allows us to draw near to God and we are cleansed and purged and placed on, um, um, what's the word? The word is, uh, we are granted his righteousness. It is Isaiah chapter, I think 54 or so, says that the righteousness is of me. So we see that first um, statement, but the statement I actually want to follow after when Kelvin spoke, was the issue of the content, the content of the blood and the body. And it says the life, um, let me read it, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. For the life of the flesh is in the blood. Colossians chapter one, chapter two, clearly tells us that it pleased the father that he loaded his physical body. This man, Jesus, walked down the earth, walked down through um, the desert places, those dry, empty places. He was judged in the palace and all of that, rich with everything that God is and will ever become. That single statement Kelvin made is stirring me up to come into this. So Colossians 1, 19 is for, for it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell. That in him all the fullness should dwell. We can escalate this more by reading the verses that follow, but I don't want to go that way. Verse, verse 9 of chapter 2, for in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, bodily. So what I'm seeing here um, as a follow-up to Kelvin's thought is that when I lay hold of the communion, every single thing that is of God, every manifestation of him tomorrow is right at my disposal. Everything, his life, his nature, so think there is no weakness in him. There is no, there is no evil in him. 
I am, I am literally soaking in all the goodness of God. I am literally stepping into a brand new capacity. I am literally stepping into an adjustment. So I can take this communion and interpret it as he breathed into man. So God is coming to breathe into me again when I take this. And think about dead Adam. Think about dead Adam. Think about stricken, dead, hard, like a rock. Adam lying there lifeless. And God breathing into him. Think about um, the word haim, um, which is the word that was used for the breath of life, lives. The original, the actual translation should be the breath of lives because haim means lives, multi-layered, variegated, multifaceted, to the granular level, lives in God. And God breathed into man the breath of many lives. So as I lay hold of the communion, one of the things that is striking me is that I am like lifeless Adam being activated. My flesh dead is being activated with the life of God. My spirit weak, lacks capacity, is being injected with a brand new stream. My inability to think and comprehend and do is being changed for the strength of the Lord. I am brought into intimacy and company with God. That experience in Genesis 2 points to that. So this is, this is the first thing I would want to uh, point to before any other thing. If we eat of his body and drink of his blood, we receive fullness. We receive fullness. And the issue of his fullness has several things for us. I don't know if any of us wants to add to this or share some experience or share some revelatory knowledge um, or ask a question about the communion or speak or something. So it's open. We want to have a conversation about um, the communion, corporate revelation of the communion. Thank you. Who next? Who next? Can we look at um, Jesus in the garden, this negotiating inside of it, because that's where the cross was actually won. It was one in Gethsemane. It wasn't one on the tree. Um, Jesus actually gave himself in Gethsemane. That's what that's what caused him to be willing to go all the way through it. Because you know, in Gethsemane, he said, if, they, uh, if it be any other way, other way, let this cup pass. Let this cup pass. Jesus said that because he was reaching the precipice of what this sacrifice was about. And that was his, 
his humanity crying out in that moment. But the Bible says that he he prayed more earnestly until he's, he, he was praying and it was like drops of blood falling down to the ground. And so he prayed out of that state saying, not my will, but your will be done. I think there's a lot uh, to be said inside of that regarding this meal and what it means to to surrender, not my will, but your will be done, to really surrender that, uh, he said, as often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me, not as a ritual, but in remembrance. That word remembrance is a covenant term, in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of me. And so uh, we're always going back to the covenant and going back to the place where God made his love known where he made the first move in his love and um, by, by giving his only son. And the, you look at the quality of this gift, the quality of the sacrifice. Jesus was not guilty. He was innocent. He was innocent. This was an innocent man offering his life for guilty people. And so that's what made this sacrifice worthy. And that's what made him uh, qualify as a worthy priest. Both priest and sacrifice uh, were pure in this in this situation. So um, this agony of, of 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 not letting what warring, uh, if we could speak to that, I know I know that because this is where the cross was really dealt with. It was dealt with in Gethsemane. Uh, it wasn't dealt with before then. Gethsemane was the place of the crushing. That's where he said. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And the rest of it was his obedience to what, what God had uh, God had prescribed. So any thoughts on that? Wow. That's another trigger. It's still open. Share your thoughts. Something about the communion. How invigorating that is, how that thing is powerful. I had this testimony uh, while somebody gets ready. I had a testimony. I was watching this on um, a live broadcast some years back or a recorded video, but it was recorded out of the live broadcast. And this preacher was saying that there's this particular church he visits every time. And then there's this gentleman, anytime he wants to just start preaching, this gentleman will uh, start disturbing the meeting. He will literally disturb the meeting from the first minute he grabs the microphone to the next moment when the meeting will end. And so on this particular visit, he became so tired and did not want to entertain that. So he quickly asked the host, he said, just give me some communion wine. And when the gentleman, it was a demonic spirit anyway, that manifested through him. And the gentleman was all over the place. He asked um, Holy Ghost bounces, let me call them Holy Ghost bounces, <laughs> to grab this gentleman and he told him, he said, today you would dine with the Lord and fed him with a communion wine. 
and the gentleman became still instantaneously. He became still, the demon left him. And ever since then, according to him, he never disturbed anything. Um, um, the issue of covenant is so powerful. Um, there again, Kevin pulls the trigger. Let me quote a scripture. Hebrews chapter 12, the verse um, 28, if I'm not making a mistake, 24. Hebrews 12, 24. It says, for you have come to Jesus Christ, mediator of the new covenant, to the blood of the sprinkling. That speaks better things than the blood of Abel. That speaks better things than the blood of Abel. To Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of the sprinkling. That speaks better things than the blood of Abel. We understand the richness, the strength, the intensity of this covenant. The new covenant cannot come into force when the old is still standing. And the old cannot stand if the new arrives. It was, um, I think it's recorded in Galatians that the old must give way on the arrival of the new. So when we begin to, Jesus himself declared it in the book of John. Uh, he says, this is the, the, the blood of, of the new covenant. This is the blood of the new covenant. So do this in remembrance of me. So in one moment, we'll be celebrating this and we are, we are just activating the forces, the power that be, that speaks to this new covenant. And new covenant is new when you enter into that revelation of it. You are embracing the newness of life, a, a new beginning, a new starting contest. Two, the old is surrendered completely gone and cannot stand any longer. So if there is any old covenant, being it an ancestral covenant, being it um, self-imposed covenants and curses, as we come into this reality, that old DNA is nullified. That whole DNA is crushed because the new has arrived. That old appetite is blown away because the new is here. So those are some comments I would like to make on the back of this. And let me quickly add that Jesus Christ is the most powerful physician and beyond physician that ever existed. We have this COVID situation. We've had all kinds of medical situations in the world. And vaccines are built or designed with the condition that is tragic, which is that pandemic or anything. So the COVID vaccine has this COVID strain that has been cultured and placed under a certain set of conditions to ensure that um, when you take it in, your antibodies get activated in a certain way to build capacity to ward it off. Now, Jesus Christ, being the best physician, 
knowing Bible says he took all, he bought all our sins. He became poor that we might become rich. Think about all the negative things that was hung on him on the cross. Think about my weakness, your weakness. Think about my limitation, your limitation. Think about the poverty. Think about the confusion, the lack of peace of mind. Think about hypertension. Think about a weak heart. Think about a weak colon. Think about cancerous cells and nodes running rife here and there in your body. Think about a moving object that continues to move in your body. Administer to people where they have this thing that moves in your body. They have this thing that is lying in their stomach and they never knew it's a snake. Think about all of this. The Bible says when he hung on the cross to spill this blood of his, him, Jesus, took all of those negative things unto himself. And then he takes a piece of the body and of the wine. It says, take, I immune you forever against all of those things. So we can stand with very great confidence of divine nature that is activated as we come into the revelation of the communion. Thank you. Uh, there's something else on my mind, but I'm going to hold it for now. Thank you. Thank you. You know, you know, Mark, I am. Um... I'm thinking also about this portion of scripture. It reads differently in the New American Standard, but in the New King James and King James, it said, um, rightly discerning the body of Christ. That, that this, this should, mm. this should be some discerning. There should be some, some judgment uh, and what I mean by judgment is decisions, the correct decision, the correct judgment, the correct way of seeing our brother and sister, discerning the Lord's body, how we're able to discern his body, how we're able to discern each other. That is also something inside of this meal that if we um, take this in an unworthy manner, not having discerned the Lord's body correctly, uh, we can become weak and sick and many are, are, are passed away. But so there has to be great consideration given that this is not just a informal exercise, but this is a, a real revelation, a real insightful meal that I'm discerning the body of Christ. I'm able to, to capture and to understand who I'm connected and joined to who I'm one with. So this is, uh, you know, this adds more into this about uh, this sacred meal, eating the body and drinking the blood of Christ. Mm -hmm. That uh, for, for the symbol, it goes beyond the symbol into the spirit of this meal, the mystery of this meal, the revelation of this meal. Well, you know, there's a, a statement that I've made over the years. Um, well, I was, I was doing a series of teachings on the communion every month because back then we used to celebrate the communion um, once a month. And um, I was talking about the fullness that indwells the body. 
um, this this statement, uh, I believe, will will speak to all of us in a in a particular way and add some layer to what Kevin just said. We, in the body of Christ, we cannot be anything more than the body. Please hear me. We cannot be anything more than the body. This kills the spirit of competition. This kills, I want to pass my brother, I want to have the biggest and largest church in town. This kills, I don't care about whether my brother is doing well or not in ministry. It kills envy. It destroys the basis that informs a lot of actions today that has endangered, endangered church and made it very unattractive. Necessary infighting, filing pass, all of those things are brought low. Because I know I cannot be anything more than Kelvin. Not because Kelvin is sitting here on this call and I know him and we talk. But consider Kelvin to be somebody far away. I've never even met him before. I, some, I can just imagine him in my head. He lives in the body. Consider Kelvin leading some powerful community somewhere. And me leading some small community on the side here. And I'm desiring to be very powerful and be the best name well known in the whole world. You can never be anything more than the body. Imagine a wife or a husband. The wife builds a house, then he also builds the other. The wife buys a car, then he also buys. The man travels to Dubai, then the woman must also travel somewhere. That unhealthy competitive spirit. Imagine you take a cutlass and you want to cut your arm off from your body, who suffers? We can never be anything more than the body of Christ. The earlier we begin to have a clear discernment, first of all, of one another within that closed physical range space, spill it over to our um, relational dynamics, spill it over to the universal body of Christ, spill it into, before even the investor body, spill it into the local kingdom community, the community of God within um, the kingdom community within that, that, that vicinity, the kingdom of God within a city, city-wide revelation of the body. It is important we begin to ask the Lord to shape our understanding of what the body is, how it is constituted, how I can relate to my brother. Look, I, I was seeing Gilda off the other day. Uh, I don't know if it's about, about it's, I think it's about a month now or a month and a half. I was seeing her off at the airport. I was in this African dress, looking like one Muslim boy. And can you believe, a Muslim gentleman saw me at the airport um, I, had, uh, I had asked Gilda to go in and let me go down and pack. So when I started climbing, he met me and he said, Salam Alaikum. 
<laughs> oh my goodness. And I also said, I also I also responded, Maleku Salam. <laughs> you can't believe this. Huh? Instantaneously, I became a Muslim. <laughs> Just because of the way I was dressed, Kelvin. Wow. Just because of the way I was dressed. He saw me. He looked beyond this recognition of blue and green and whatever. And he said, this guy must be my brother. Do you know that in Islam, they have over 250 sects? But they all will say, Salam Alaikum to me at the airport once I am looking and behaving like them. I, I, I want to stop here. There's so much to be said about that. We cannot compete. I cannot compete against my wife. I cannot compete against my husband. I cannot compete against the brother in my church. I'm going to be more powerful than that brother. No, you fail to understand the of the body. First Corinthians 12. You just fail to design the dynamics in the body. That revelation in our immediate micro unit spill it into beyond our home, the family, into the locality, discerning the brothers and sisters, and love for the saints. Nothing must change us. Thank you. I want to stop here. I want to stop here. This is, this is an open conversation. Before we have the communion, in the next few minutes, we'll soon um, get into that and then we pray. But I want all of us to throw in. If if um, you 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 cannot unmute your microphone and speak, maybe type out something, share a thought, and bless everybody. Thank you so much. God bless you. So any thoughts, anybody wants to share something? Wants to bless us with something? If not, I'll say to you, Salam Aleikum. And so I got- I got a, <laughs> Kasli, you, you want to jump in? You want to share some thoughts? Nah, I just thought it was powerful when you know, when you said about our um, Kelvin about, you know, when we when we come together, you know, in in communion and, you know, in every day, if we accurately discern, you know, when we partake of uh, Christ and this kingdom, what is available to us you know that there is in spite of whatever is going on in our life that you know christ brings us good news and answers to a lot of our challenges and shortcomings and difficulties and things that we're dealing with in life 
And if we would just take the time to really seek and discern what he's what he's speaking to us, what he's speaking into our hearts. And if we could just tap into that and 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 walk in it and believe in it and 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 trust in him, hold on to it in spite of our circumstances and difficulties and challenges and 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 the ongoings of the days, you know, the, the COVID and the mass shootings and all of these things that are trying to tell us a, 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 or speak a different conversation to us or, or, diff or, or, or different things that is different from the response that God is trying to give us through Christ Jesus. So I just think in this hour, if we really just hone in and focus and, and just believe and, you know, hear what the spirit is saying to us and just grab onto that, onto that, and hold on to it, and trust in it, and walk in it. Uh, that's that's just what I'm sensing, you know, in in this hour. There, there's a lot of things that we've been praying for and seeking God for and asking, and 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 those things are being revealed to us even as we're holding this conversation up. Colleen, please go ahead. Yes, um, it's interesting. Mark, I tell you, I, I would love to see what else you have behind, but with those notes over there, I, I don't know what else you have written, but uh, but what, what I think about is what Jesus said, what Jesus said. He says, as often as you do this, don't do it in, remem in remembrance of the meal. Do it in remembrance of me. Do it and think about me. When you take this meal, think about me. And um, so my question then becomes, what of Christ must I be thinking about when I'm taking this meal? What of him that just is suffering should I be thinking about how he unites us together? Should I be thinking about uh, his sacrifice? Should I be thinking about how I'm called to sacrifice? Um, he said, in, do this in remembrance of me. So what of him are we to remember? What of, what of him are we to remember when we take this meal? Otherwise, it'll be formality um, without power. It'll be symbol without substance. And the Lord was not arbitrary in introducing this meal to us. He was deliberate. It's strategic. There's a mystery in it. And it's for our benefit. And it glorifies him. Wow, what must be my focus as I take this communion? Let me, several things, there's so many things. When we talk about the Holy Communion, there's so many. Let me share about four things running through my mind right now. But the first one is a testimony. I think I've shared it over and over and over. And it is good to say, to, to share it again. I have this friend, 
I have this friend, very dear friend of mine. Um, he wanted to meet a certain great, young, dynamic, well-respected young prophet in the country, but who has gotten access. This guy has access. This guy has opportunities. This guy has been, is blessed by God. He's a very genuine prophet. And uh, he's tried to call him severally. He wouldn't pick. He wouldn't return his call. Um, it's not as though he doesn't know my friend's number. He does. But for some reason, he wouldn't return the call. So my friend said, because this prophet is in the body of Christ, he's going to meet him. And he started meeting him in the communion. Every day he will celebrate the communion. He will tell the Lord, thank you for making it possible for me to meet him. Thank you. Thank you. So he just like say, thank you for making me to meet my husband because he's in the body. There is something called inheritance in the saints. That's another conversation altogether. There's something called inheritance in the saints. And one day he was at the airport heading to Kumasi and there, lo and behold, this gentleman, this prophet just came by with his entourage. And when he saw him, he was like, hey, where are you going? He said, I'm going to Kumasi for an assignment. He said, well, we are also going to Kumasi for a program. Then my friend told him, he said, I pray that the Lord will grant that we will sit by each other because I want to have some conversation with you. He said, okay, so be it. They all boarded the plane. This prophet was the last person to jump on the plane. He, he got on the aisles and looked at his boarding pass, walked down, looked at his boarding pass, stood by my friend and looked at the boarding pass. And that was a seat number. And he sat by my friend and they flew together to Kumasi. That's a very powerful and a radical way of meeting people. So um, some of us are meeting today, not because, now let me give you an example. You see, Margaret, Margaret, who is on this call, was my schoolmate in senior secondary school. Margaret was a very powerful woman in school. <laughs> I know she's, she's laughing in the background, shaking her head. Margaret was, um, if I'm not making a mistake, was, if I'm wrong, please text and correct me. She was the, um, um, what do you call it? SP, the girls, girls prefect. In senior secondary school, she was powerful. She was very powerful. She was in leadership space. I never dreamt in my life, one moment, that um, I'll meet Margaret down the road one day. Margaret will be close to me. I'll have Margaret's phone number. I can call Margaret anytime. I never dreamt. To the extent that Margaret can even buy me multivitamin capsules and all. I never dreamt. But do you know that being in the body, as far as God have it done, Margaret and I and Margaret's husband connect very well. And Margaret's husband has created all kinds of access and doorways for me today as we speak. I want to believe that you and I, all of us meeting on this call today, were engaging one another long ago in the body. 
And so we have to be very careful how we carry our relationships. That's the first thing I want to say. You want to meet that great man, that great woman of God, he or she is found in this holy communion. As you celebrate it, you are meeting him. As we celebrate it, we are meeting him. There are men and women that is going to come your way because you found them here in the body. So it's important that we connect properly, we design the body and receive of the fullness that indwells the body, which also includes inheritance in the saints. But that's a different matter. Another thing I want to just touch on quickly is Jesus said to the Jews that if you do not partake of this, then you are not a part of me. Then you are not a part of me. Granted that this thing brings us into sharing and partaking in the Lord and the Lord sharing and partaking in us. And the lesser is blessed by the greater. Hebrews 7, 7. And the last thing I want to say, or last but one I want to say, is on the cross, they pierced the side of his body, blood and water gushed out. I mean, if um, Maggie is a nurse, Maggie will tell us that blood and water gushing out in the labor ward gives a sign of the breaking of the amniotic fluid and uh, the blood that follows is a sign um, of birth delivery. We have been born into a new family when Christ's side was pierced. What must I be meditating on? What must I be pondering? What should be my, in my considerations? Several things have been said here, and I know several things you would have experienced personally, and several things that the Lord would have placed his finger on, or something that is so dear that you would want to see God step into and answer it. I believe this is the space we're standing. God bless you. I'm going to stop here. Anybody else can make one or two comments. Then we, we get to celebrate the communion. We pray briefly, and then we call it a good night. Thank you. Kevin, thank you, sir. Um, hi, Mark and everyone. Hey. Hi. And uh, I'm so glad I got a chance to um, partake of this with you. Uh, and um, I, I was just thinking about the scripture when Jesus said, um, um, I'm the living bread, which came mm -hmm. down from heaven. And if anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And mm -hmm. the bread that I shall give is my flesh, which mm -hmm. I shall give for the life of the world. And I was just thinking about what a privilege it mm -hmm. is to to know and be known by our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Never, I, I, I never take it for granted. It doesn't matter how many times um, we do communion. It's just, I'm constantly reminded of his goodness and his mercy. So um, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Thank you. Wow. If you eat of this, that little cup, that wine, that piece of bread, if you eat and drink of it, you shall live forever. I want you to think about that. 
will live forever. Entrance into life is a man's life is not consisted in the amount of food he eats, but this thing can change your life forever. This communion can change your life. Any more thoughts before we jump into it? So I believe that what we're about to do is going to grant us access to meet certain people. We are going to meet certain people. Now, is it not so beautiful that when I take this communion, I'm meeting David right here and all of his grace, the grace that is upon him, inheritance in the saints. I'm meeting Daniel, I'm meeting Melchizedek, he's here. All the fullness of God. Elisha, Elijah, they're all here. I'm partaking of their experience. Please hear me. He is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. I am partaking of their experience. I am living out of their grace and their power. And they are sharing in me as well. Daniel may be gone, but Daniel is here with us. We are almost like clicking the icon of Daniel, of David. We are coming into very strong impartation, receiving of the Lord. All of that, that which God is and will ever become. God bless you. So you can take your communion, Kevin. I would love for you to, to pray with us. I would, love, I would love for you to lead this charge and speak over this and coordinate us, instruct us as we are ready. All right. Well, the Lord Jesus said, Paul records in 1 Corinthians, 1123, I received of the Lord that which I also deliver unto you. The Lord Jesus on the same night he was betrayed, took bread, said, take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. After that, he took the cup and he said, this is the New Testament in my blood. As often as you drink it, do it in remembrance of me. For in doing so, we do show the Lord's death till he comes. So as the hosts are around us, you all, let's think and let's remember Jesus. Let's take the bread. And in remembrance, let's drink the wine. Father, we thank you for the sacred meal. We thank you for what it means. We have now taken in, we've ingested, we've imbibed the covenant all over again. We remember you all over again. Father, let the things that have been spoken over us be granted, be activated as we've remembered you and we have partaken of this sacred meal. Thank you for this moment to be able to share with my brothers 
and sisters in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, Kersley, you want to pray? You want to pray? Just go ahead and pray. Just, just pray also. Pray also, please. Father God, we, we thank you for time and season that we live in, Father. We thank you for this opportunity to remember all that you've given us access to. Father, we remember, we remember you, Jesus. We remember you. Remember your walk and the price that you paid by coming into this earth. God, we thank you. We thank you for incarnating yourself and coming into the earth and bringing us back into the kingdom. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Man. Man, anybody else want to pray? Maggie, are you there? Is it a good time for you to pray? Zorina, I know you are driving. You want to pray? Zorina is driving back home. Oh, she's still in the office, something like that. Oh, Jesus, we bless you. Let's, let's just pray together. Let's just, let's just worship together. Let's just honor God together. Let's just exalt him. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We bless you. Pray. This privilege, this privilege, this privilege. Oh, this privilege. Thank you, Father. Your name be glorified. Yes, God. Your name be exalted, King of Kings. Oh, we honor you. We honor you. Lord of Lords. Name, mighty God. Yes. Be thou exalted. Be thou exalted. Be thou exalted. Be thou exalted. Opportunity, yoga. Thank you. You are help. You are help. Exalt you, Father, for access to this level of revelation and understanding. We thank you for the victory. We thank you for the victory. Thank you. We thank you for victories. We Yes, Lord, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We praise you. We honor you. We honor you. Glorify your name. Bless your name in the earth. Lord, 
Thank you for the power of the blood. Thank you for the Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you for healing power in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the kingdom relationships that have been arranged Because right here in the Holy Communion, we meet this company, we meet this friend, we discover these relationships. Radobo Jeketeke Radabada Mosuki Radebe Baraba Yes as O God we receive verses so we have received of you fullness in place of weakness we have received strength yes in place of lack and Poverty, mm. you became poor, that will become rich. Yes. We thank you that we have stepped into that fullness. Mm. Oh God, in place of destruction, we have life. Yes. In place of sickness and disease, yes. we have been made whole. We give a praise mm. for this reason you went to the cross, yes. that, that you would destroy every work of the, the enemy. We thank you that you declared it is finished to every work of the enemy in our lives. Oh, right now we pray over Brenda, we pray over Kelvin, we pray over Zorina, we pray over yes. Samuel, we pray over Kasli, Albert, Theophilus, Father, every individual. Oh God, that connects to this family. Lord, we thank you that you have gone ahead and broken every work of the enemy and destroyed. And Father, we bless you that you are causing us to step into elevation. Yes, Lord. Bless your name. Yes, we give you glory, we give you praise, we give you honor. Lord, we come against every activity of darkness. Lord, we thank you for the joining that you have brought us into, that we connect to a wider family yes, sir. than we ever realize. We thank you that 
right now our friend Unica Albert, the, uh, 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 Shabbat, mm -hmm. they are with us. We thank you, oh God, that Margaret and the husband mm. are with us right now. Mm. We thank you that Anderson is with us. We bless you that Dave Cropper is right here with us. Thank we thank you, oh God, for that brother, that sister. Yeah. Right now. Lord, you said in this manner, Aaron will bear upon his heart the tribes of Israel when he comes into your presence. Lord, today we've come and enveloped and, and be, to be enveloped in this revelation. And so, Father, we step into that relationship, the relational dynamics that you have brought us into. The men and the women that Kelvin and Brenda ought to meet. Yes. Thank you for the release right now. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Men yes, Lord. in them relationships. Yes, your name. Yes, God. We are released into their lives. Those yes. kingdom relationships for Cassie, yes. for Margaret, for Albert, yes, for Zarina, yes, Father, for Samuel, for Charity, yes, for yes, me. Lord, right now, we connect because in you we live and move and have a big Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Lord. Thank you for breakthroughs. In the mighty name of Jesus. Bless your name. Awesome God. Awesome God. Bless your name, Lord. Thank you. Awesome God. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we lift up Mark in this moment. Father, thank you for your servant. We thank you, Father, for his life. We thank you for his being. We thank you for the gift and the grace that flows through his life. We thank you for the work you've assigned to his hands. We thank you for his love for the body of Christ and his vision, Father, for reaching the lost and reaching your people and strengthening your people, the words of life that he imparts to the, to the body of Christ. We thank you for this man of God. Lord, we, we ask that you would strengthen him. Look over him and his family. Lord, that you would bless him strengthen them. Father, we decree and declare over him, Father, that all of the business and all of the things, oh God, that pertains to his life and, and the forwardness of uh, the transition uh, inside of his family and what is happening and taking place, Lord, that you are orchestrating it and you're working it and you're bringing it into finality and culmination. So we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, that he is always stationed where he needs to be inside of you, Lord. I thank you for touching his body and giving him strength and giving him rest, being able to rest inside of you. In the name of Jesus, we thank you. And the servant of God continues to give to your people. He gives and he gives. And we just ask, Lord, that you would replenish him we ask God, he's always concerned about others. Lord, we pray that you would minister to him, that you would restore and build him up and strengthen his body and strengthen his spirit in the name of Jesus, God, that you might be glorified. Lord, that he would do the work, oh God, that you would have for him to do and be able to finish it. Father, we come against everything, oh God, that would try to staunt or to 
hinder the work, oh God, but I thank you that you're giving him the, the overcoming ability, the overcoming power. Father, mm -hmm. even in the marketplace, Lord, that you are uh, uh, doing a, a, a thing of influence, Father, for this servant of God. We thank you for right connections and him also meeting the right people at the right time. Father, we thank you for this precious gift of Mark Ebeko that you've given to the body of Christ, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We praise you for this means, Father, of the, the KLS, Lord. Um, and we thank you for what you're doing and how you're adding to it, Lord. Not just numerically, but you're adding to it revelationally. You're adding to it with grace. You're adding to it with power and and, and might and spiritual sight. So we thank you, Lord, for how you have established this. And we give you praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus name. Amen. 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 Please just pray in the spirit with me. This, this is an open atmosphere. We just want to reach out into the Lord. Wherever you are, just pray. And just receive of the Lord because it is of his fullness. We have grace. Father, we give you Thank <laughs> you. 
We thank you, Father. Yes, sir. We bless you. Friends, we want to listen to hear. We want to we want to lean in, perceive to know. We want to sense to feel. We want to design with our hearts. What is that the Lord is saying? You want to hear him. Mm -hmm. To you personally or generally about any other thing, you want to hear. And you want to feel free as the Lord drops a word in your heart, a phrase, a scripture, nuggets of encouragement, you want to release it. Thank you. Thank God for strengthening us, Amen. strengthening us and giving us sight, wisdom, that we, we manage and steward his word and his revelation. The Bible declares that we're stewards of the mysteries. We're stewards of the mysteries. They're not our mysteries, but we're the stewards of the mysteries and that we would see through the eyes of God be able to see through his eyes, our brother and our sister to be able to discern the body of Christ, our placement in the body, our function in the body, how we are to supply, how we should supply every joint supplies. So I thank, I thank God for this opportunity for us to pray together and to, it really is an honor. It really is an honor because I believe that we are touching the Lord inside of this, this experience as we are touching him. And uh, something that I know we don't take lightly, but this is a, a real unique experience on these Thursdays. It was just so wonderful to be a part of this. So wonderful to be a part of this. God's ear and his eye is upon this call. I know there are many calls and I know there are many Zoom meetings, but God's ear and his eye is on this call, on this call. And uh, there's a sound, I believe, that he desires to hear from this call, from this unit, from this, this people, from this, this tribe, you know? And even though, you know, we may have other affiliations, that's not the point when we come on this call, we're one family, we're one voice, we're one people. 
And that's the beauty of this. No matter how far our distances are, our countries or any of that, it's the blood of Christ and, and his word that unites us and causes us to be one in him. And so we wanna fulfill that oneness. We want to, to have a full expression of that oneness, uh, the way that it, you know, God intended it for it to express itself. So bless God, we bless God. Amen, amen. Wow, this is so, this is so powerful. That we enter into this baptizing same, same spirit, same experience, but diverse. I wanna say God bless you all. I want to say be expectant, be looking out for, because every time we touch the Holy Communion, let me put it this way. Every time we touch the fullness of the Lord, or you cannot touch the fullness of the Lord and go back the same, something transmits. So let me just pray. Father, let every wall of limitation fall off. Let every wall of limitation on capacity and giftings be removed. Cause us to enter into the fullness of our callings, our giftings, and to live it effectively. Lord, thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for blessing us. Thank you for doing awesome things we did not look, we did not ask. We were not even searching. Thank you for showing yourself strong on our behalf. Give you all the praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 This is wonderful. And it's almost 10 p.m. Hey, Zorina, you were on the call. You unmuted your microphone. We can do this. Please, let's hear your voice. Hi. I barely got in on some of it. I don't know what challenges I had this evening to log in. Um, I had to switch phones and then switch back phones once I got home. Um, but I'm here and I heard I heard a lot. And um, I thank God that communion is not just a religious activity. And uh, it, it, uh, it brings life. And uh, in, in, in this time where when news is so bad every day and so painful, you know, a lot of the times, it's so good to know that we have a ground and that we could come to and that we can hold fast to and that we can remind ourselves because God does not need reminders. We remind ourselves and we remind each other that is in him we have life and it is through him that we can be all things and come through all situations. And I thank God that I was able to get home just in time to have communion with you guys. And I appreciate, Calvin Chambliss, I appreciate you so much. Yes, this is family. Yes, we honor each other. And yes, um, we have been bounded in, in love and in community 
and there is something special about this group. So thank you for letting me be a part of this this evening. Amen. God bless you, Serena. Always good to have you on. Always good to have you on. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful testimony Mark gave about Margaret and her husband. Wow. That, you know, I'm still thinking about that. It's that God is really doing things on this call and we can't measure it by numeric numbers or population. And we don't know who's hearing even the replay on these things, but I just really sense family. So thank you for affirming that, Zarina. Um, we really have a sense of, of unique family here that uh, it, it's very powerful. I'm glad to be a part of it. And Brenda is here, glad to be a powerful part of it as well. So what a beautiful spirit, what a beautiful spirit we have here together. Thank you, Mark. Hey, Kevin, God bless you. And God bless you, everybody. Um, I I just want to drop this before we get off the call. Um, I want to encourage all of us do celebrate a communion regularly. If you can't do it every day, do it at least once a week by yourself. And um, I feel two things that God is enacting a new beginning for people, even for myself, for my for, for myself and Gilda. I believe there's a new beginning. There's, there's just something in the atmosphere of a new beginning um, that God wants to bring us into. And um, I want to say to you, celebrate a communion. Um, for example, if I take Brenda um, and Kelvin, you can celebrate the communion and uh, point to a specific um, direction. Um, those dynamic relationships that you ought to meet you know, there are men and women whose opinion about you will allow you to stay in a certain space, whose decision uh, um, will lead to favor and lines falling places for you and will accelerate you. You want to meet those people and those business partners that will just cause acceleration. Those um, men and women placed in destiny line that ought to come now. We want to release them. We want to we want to meet them. We, 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 I know somebody, it is just one introduction that changes life. That changes ministry. One, just one introduction. So may God grant unto us access to inheritance in the saints and the Lord enact for us new beginnings. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. So I want to say it's a good one. We will put this recording out there. That of last week is also available. We'll put it out there. And I believe this is blessing you and strengthening you in a very unique way. Let's continue to do this. Let's continue to invite friends to connect to this. And I believe God will continue to also bless us beyond our works. God, God bless you. Thank you.